have fun here right before the show kicks off. You know, uh, I, you know, we have our special co-host here. We'll get to it. We didn't have the. Can we play the audio intro because it's so good? Go ahead. Here we go. It's not loading. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait a second. Here we go. Bob, Bob Del Pizzo. Bob, Bob Delmont. Yep, Intro. Here, here we go. Ready? Go. Live on YouTube from the Immaculate South Point Casino Studios, <laughs> Las Vegas, Nevada. The ultimate sports comedy show that talks sports, comedy, and a whole lot of Pittsburgh. This is Punchlines with your hosts, Ryan McCormick yeah. and Frank Nicotero. Yeah. <laughs> the way he doesn't even give my name. And by the way, the live comments are already like, Hey, Bob, make one that says, welcome to uh, Punchlines with Ryan McCormick and Alex White. <laughs> this is BS. Bob, you're my friend. Uh, anyway, folks, welcome to the show. I'm Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan, and we have a packed show today. And I don't know if it's, I, I wouldn't bet on this show going over time, but it could. The odds of this show going over in even one hour is minus 6,000. Uh, so if we don't go over the over, you could be like this dude last night at the Knicks-Nets game who had placed a bet. But, so Alex, he bet uh, it was minus six thousand. He bet ten dollars and he won seventeen cents. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but look at him, no overtime lock. Sometimes you just need to see one go through the net. You do. Sometimes you just want to see. You just want you that win. See the green. Yeah. My guess is he was probably on a losing streak and went. I'm gonna go minus six thousand. That this <laughs> yeah, game does I go mean, overtime. I might do the same thing tonight. Right? <laughs> yesterday was won, not good. My man won seventeen cents. Let's see. Put a bet now. If you can get a line on us here at South Point. Uh, that's maybe the funniest clip of the year on the show today in the studio, but it, it, because it's Wednesday, she's always here on Wednesdays now, but it's a very special Wednesday because it's her birthday. Yay. Look, happy there's birthday, Alex White, sports betting analyst and W it's her birthday. Alex White, happy birthday. And you guys have decorated so well. You really yes. outdid yourselves. Oh, oh and the graphic. Oh my gosh. Gra look at the graphic. <laughs> look at that. That'll probably be on sports by the book. I don't know. We, we can use, you can use it later because you'll be on sports by the book today. I will. Uh, the lights uh, light up if you touch them. They uh, sparkle. You will get glitter. They, they sparkle. sparkle. Wow. They sparkle like the football buffet socks. over at the Rampart. And yeah, I got your pair of football socks. And the card. It's and the card. It's amazing. I mean, it does say sun, but then it you crush it, it <laughs> says Alex after yeah. that, and it says I'm Wonder Woman. Personalized. It's Wonder Woman. Feeling go, very loved. I, mi Thank I mix genres. I don't know. If J is Jerry over there? No. I mix Marvel with DC, which I know Bob Dell is probably having his aneurysm right now that I mix the genres. But I, it's a Marvel card, but I put She's Our Wonder Woman here. How could you? How could I do that? There you go. And the seat cover. Uh, there's a seat cover. Oh, it slips. So we'll be using that for everyone's birthday. Yeah, they can see it. There you go. Wonders, wonders what you can get at a dollar store. Anyway, Alex, happy birthday. What are you doing for your birthday? Anything tonight for your birthday? Nothing tonight. Okay. Um, I am very spoiled, though. So my family, we're going to go to a steakhouse next week. And then this weekend, my my girls and some of my friends, we're actually going, we're going wild. We're going to dinner and then we're going to bingo. Bingo night. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. So when you get older, bingo becomes a thing, Alex. I'm it just is. telling you. Right? It is. Definitely. Brian <laughs> just goes, Bingo. <laughs> You ever play bingo? Yeah, yeah. Me and my uh, my friend Jack and uh, his wife Emma. Okay, uh, we, we went. Bingo. Yeah, I went to bingo here a couple months ago and uh, didn't realize how intense it is. Very intense. Yes. Okay, we got the daubers. We yeah. Got a dauber, but then, uh, I, like, I just thought it was like, oh, they're gonna yell one out. We take a second. We talk about it. No, it's rapid fire and uh, a card. So the game's over. Someone yells bingo, and you're like, oh, I throw this card away. Oh no, no. 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 Nope. There's a couple games on each card. Yeah. I, again, if you don't know that going in, you're lost. And that was me. It's very intense. And then the night we were there, a woman won like $20,000. She won twenty right. grand. All right. And the woman next to me goes, oh, son of a bitch. It starts swearing. I go, what? She goes, she always wins. I'm like, well, it's not like, it's hope, luck. It's luck. I hope she's not there on Saturday. And if thought. anybody wants to come, you're all, you're all invited. Okay. And you'll know how to do it now. So you'll be ready. And I, we, we have daubers. I have a, I have a dauber. Uh, it's probably good for a lot because I didn't use it much because I was so confused. <laughs> I'm like, dah, dah. but uh, bingo's fun. So happy birthday. Thank you so uh, much. I asked if you knew what time of day you were born. You weren't sure. I'm not sure. Ryan, you know your exact time. Yeah. Well, not not the second like Sean but does. Sean, Sean, who works on the show, knows your birthday. You were born on what again? 2-12-12. You actually have the seconds when... You emerge. You're like, check the clock! <laughs> In one second, yeah. too. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bit of a visual I didn't really need to do. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have that visual Apologies pretty soon. Mother. Anyway, Ryan, uh, you were born on what time? At what time? 12.57. 12.57, okay. Yeah. yeah, so we like to say the 12 plus the 5 plus the 7 equals 24 to keep the 
whole lot of 24s going. You I, love 24? Yeah, it's my lucky number, yeah, if you didn't know that. Come on, I, right? And it's the 24th. Doing, and, yes. and you were born we're on the 24th, 24, Yeah, right? we're 24th, buddies. Oh, and you were born on the 24th. Oh, my God. Well, that's interesting you say that, because today, ladies and gentlemen, is January 24th, 2024. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. 24, 24, and show number 74. And how many letters are in your full name, Alex? Do you know? I don't. Do you? 20. It's just 20. It would have been so cool if you had had a longer 20, middle name. 24. Yeah. Alexandra and Nicole. It's, it's only 20. But anyway, uh, oh, God, I forgot to do something. Hold on. Hey, one second, everyone. Special yeah. day. This is nothing for Alex. Oh. You know, show prep, Bob, though. Show prep. Okay, hold on. What are you doing? This is, just, this is more for Ann. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We're doing it live. Here we go. Show 74. It's National Peanut Butter Day. Oh, Ann! Ah! Hey. <laughs> you made that look so much oh, grosser than it actually is. <laughs> Does Ann not like peanut it? butter? Wasn't that like worth it? The... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah we're not. This is not kitchen by the book. <laughs> Alex hates kitchen line. Well, this isn't sports by the book either, is it, right? <laughs> Exactly. Okay, anyway, happy so national- why are you eating? What? Move on. Happy <laughs> National Peanut Butter Day. That was worth the pause in the show, wasn't it? Sure it was. Yeah, and it's also it it's also National Com- Compliment Day. This is where, Ryan, I'd like you to give myself and Alex a compliment, please, and then we will return the favor. Go ahead, compliment me on something. Your hair looks great. My hair looks great. Thank yep, you. Yep. Alex, you do a great job uh, with your analyst. Thank you so much. Well, so you compliment her work. <laughs> and me, it's like, yeah, your hair. All right. And, and Ryan, I think uh, you do a fine job as well. And you have your bad boy haircut today, I noticed. And it looks, you look tough. So you went to my hair as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's now a theme. Do you want to compliment it? Yes, Ryan, you're very quick and you keep Frank in line. And oh, I think you do a man. fantastic job there. Damn. And, and you're the best, Ann. And, Ann is the best. Ann is. And yeah. Sean, you're the, the best. And Jerry and Drew Dog, everyone. There's compliment day. Wow. It's a big day. So make sure you compliment anyone you know. Uh, that's very nice. Anyway, today so is So all show this 70. time I thought people were giving me compliments because it was my birthday, but it was just because it's compliment day. There you go. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. I know. Okay. So these people are, yeah, they're, they're just, they're doing it because it's a national day, ladies and gentlemen. Um, all right. So uh, we have on the show today, we have Alex White. Alex White's here every Monday and Wednesday. And coming up in a few moments, uh, Denny Nagel it will be here. Denny making, I don't know, he's close to Kaluch now since Denny hosted a whole week here. Uh, rumor has it that Denny will be coming back during spring training to do a whole week of baseball stuff and bring along some uh, outstanding guests like he did last time. Last time he was here, he brought Marty Cordova, Greg Vaughn, who swore on the show three times. What's the matter with Marty? And he brought Tom Glavin, our only our only Hall of Famer on the show so far. Yep. How's that Gretzky on show 99 coming along? Is anyone working on that? He has not responded He has not returned anything. our call. All right, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's time to do post-time. And with today's post-time video, this is Omar K. Williams. So when we do post-times with punchlines, we're going to have the post-time horns that you would normally hear to horse track. So here we go. Here's Omar K. Williams playing post. There we go. It's post-time. All right, that's enough of that. And that's enough of that. Okay, he's going to keep going. There you go. And he's still going. It circles twice. Okay. A full full mile. Very good, thank you, Omar. I think every day if we can find somebody who can play post time, because we have this new uh, this new segment that we've been doing that's sweeping the country. I've been getting all yes. sorts of positive feedback. Yes. Our live chat room is busier than ever, and uh, we call it posts with punchlines, where we comb social media to find fresh posts and write punchlines. We comb the net because it's our job. Trademark that, by the way. Uh, a lot of people in there. Comb the net. Uh, yeah. Minidar cool. says happy birthday to Alex. Who yes. does? Yes, Minidar. Minidar. Oh, Minidar. Good to see By the way, yep. Minidar is the one who, who lit, lit a fire under me to come up with a fresh segment every day. So that's why we do this post time. Uh, by the way, I forgot to text Danny Nagel. Uh, he'll be on soon. Though. <laughs> no, I, I know he knows birthday. he's on the show, but you told me before the show, and you would have thought maybe I would have had that ready and the peanut butter bit. We do it live. Yeah, we're doing it live. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness, Frank. Did you maybe talk text? Talk text? Yeah, so that we didn't dead air. Dead air. Well, I, Ryan was spewing something out. I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, you right, anyway. cut me off mid-sentence again? <laughs> I didn't. Well, I don't. I, it's okay. We can. Yeah, I'm complimenting you. Buffalo part three. Buffalo. Here we go. Buffalo part three, ladies and gentlemen. Buffalo. Now, we've been making fun of Buffalo on the show. We did it with you on Monday. We all wanted the Bills to win. 
Uh, yesterday, we had some leftovers with the Bills, and today we have part three. So after uh, the Bills lost, the team decided to fly to, uh, where were they heading? They were heading to Cancun. They were heading to Cancun, but look what their plane did. Oh, wide right. The Bills missed their play. Denny, check, was, I saw Denny looking closely for this bit. The joke pays off, Denny. It lands. So did the plane in the wrong city. In Guadalajara, Boom. yeah. So Buffalo, our apologies to you, Buffalo. You lost the game. Uh, but you know what? You, you disgraced the terrible towel. Curse of the terrible towel. You did that, and you screwed up. All right. So uh, we're going to bring our guest in. We're going to bring him in a little early because it's a very special show. Sort of a baseball show today because yesterday was, oh, there's the headsets. There it is. Where are my headsets? I can't find them. Denny, we have that loaded up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome you back to do the- it to me. There he is. Denny Nagel. What's up, buddy? <laughs> what's up, guys? How you doing, man? Good. Yeah, now, this is, uh, yeah, thank you, Ryan. This is Alex, our co-host on Mondays and Wednesdays. I don't think you've been on a show together. No, not But yet. it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Alex. Thank you, Denny. I appreciate it. And Denny, You're your welcome. birthday, this is from complete memory. I didn't look. September 30th. Is that right? Close? A little close. Thir- September 13th. September 13th is his birthday. And as I said before, uh, some of my finest. 39. Thir- <laughs> 39 years old. Some of my <laughs> finest work was roasting Denny on his 40th birthday. And it's on YouTube. The Denny Nagel Roast. I think it's in two or three parts. Don't let the kids watch it. But anyway, uh, were you rooting for the Bills at all? Do you, have any, do you feel for the Bills at all, what they've been through? Definitely rooting for the Bills, man. You yeah. know, I mean, I, 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 Patrick Mahomes has a, you know, I have a special relationship with his family because I think I told you that, Frank. I came up in the minor leagues with his dad. We were te- oh, we were teammates no. and, and roommates. Come you on. Know, so, cause, yeah, his dad always used to say when we, we played together in Visalia, and he's like, come on, Nagel, you're coming out and playing with me, man, because he goes, i never seen a white boy that can shoot like you. So we, <laughs> him, and I, him and I would go on the basketball courts and take on the local kids at the basketball courts in Visalia, California. So... We used, to, we used to do it up pretty good out there. And that's how you made the money to pay for your meals. You hustled little kids. That's unbelievable. That's right. And Visalia, which we did, that's Bull Durham. Now, do you, are you aware of this, that uh, Jared Goff's dad also played for the Pirates, Jerry Goff? Dude, I hadn't, I swear, that's so funny you said it, Frank. I, I literally just did this card show in New York the other day, and this guy was asking me about my career and stuff. And somehow we were, we were talking about playoff football. And yeah. I said, you know, I just, he said something about Jared Goff. And I swear to God, that's the conversation we ended up having. I said, I just found this out the other day. Yeah. Somebody posted something about that. It was on Instagram or something. And I was like, oh, my God, I played with him. And <laughs> Jerry was a great dude, man. Love that guy. So you played with Goff and Mahomes' fathers. Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he had, a cup, he had a cup of coffee with the Pirates in the early 90s when you were still there. And I, I had only seen that stat or that thing posted recently, too. And I was like, wow. I, I remember the name. I do remember him playing for the Pirates then. And, and of course, Mahomes played for several teams. But Yeah. But, wow. Yep. And of course, those are great clips of, you know, Mahomes Jr. on the field with him and Chase Stadium and stuff holding his dad's hand. It's pretty, pretty cool shots. I wonder how fast a, uh, a baseball that Patrick Mahomes could throw with that arm. What do you think? What, do you, what could he hit they, on the gun? Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure they said in high school he was touching 91, 92 in high school even. Jeez. Wow. Pretty, well, pretty, pretty good athlete. He made, the right, he made the right call. So, listen, we, uh, you know, I, I texted you last night. The Baseball Hall of Fame announcement was yesterday, of course. And you have a connection to a lot of these players. So we're going to start off uh, with Todd Helton. Now, Todd Helton, come on, man. Uh, uh, Todd, uh, we have some stats of Todd Helton coming up here. If you look at these numbers, uh, he put up incredible numbers. Now, a lot of people say, oh, it's because he played in the thin air of Colorado. But it's not just there. He actually had a pretty high war on the road. There, There is stats, Danny. If you could, there it is. 2,000 batting champ, three-time gold glover, four-time silver slugger, Colorado franchise leader in almost every category. And you played with Todd Helton. Yes, I played with him, and, and I think, you know, one of the other impressive stats that's not on there right now, Frank, is I'm pretty sure, I don't know how many other guys did it back-to-back years, but I'm pretty sure he went back-to-back in 2000, 2001, or 2001, 2002, where he had um, 100-plus extra base hits. Oh, yeah. you have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know how many guys did it back-to-back like he did, because there's only a few guys that even, you know, had done that once in their career. Wow. That's, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. And, and so, yeah, I think Todd's Todd was a victim of playing at Coors Field and the inflated numbers that we always talk about because of the thin air and the cheap home runs. And, you know, you do have a lot going for yourself as a hitter offensively, you know, and playing at Coors Field, having 81 of your games being played at that ballpark. But I, I'm here to tell you, you know, being his teammate for three or four years, watching him do it night in and night out, I mean, you know, I remember, I, I remember, Frank, there was, we opened up against the Cardinals in 2001, my first year there. And I think Matt Morris was the starter for the Cardinals. <laughs> and 
and um, it, oh, and he had electric stuff back then. Yeah. And I remember like he could not get him out. And God, I'm trying to remember the uh, my, uh, James, Mike James, I think it was name. We one of our one of our guys who was in our bullpen that year had been teammates with uh, the Cardinals like the four years previous of that. Okay. And he even said the next day he goes he talked to Matt Morris that night and he goes. Dude, I, I've never faced anything like that guy, man. Wow. I, I pitched up, down, in, out, all speed, hard stuff. I, it doesn't matter what you throw to this guy; he just hits everything. And that's and that, and that trust me, that was a common opinion amongst a lot yeah. of NL pitchers back then. Oh, it should be just all pitchers back then. You know, the guy could just flat out hit, man. And, and he was, you know, solid defensive first baseman as well, too. Yeah, he deserved the Hall of Fame for sure, but he wasn't just a baseball player. Alex wanted to... Yeah, that's funny talking about Patrick Mahomes and playing both. He was a quarterback in college. Is that right? Yeah. That's definitely correct. And, you know, another big trivia is yep. he was the starting quarterback that uh, Peyton Manning replaced, you know, when, <laughs> when the, you know, the rest was history. Todd, Todd laughs about that, too. He's like, you know, I, I was literally, Todd wasn't even expecting to play that year. The number one quarterback had gone down. Yeah, yeah, I so looked Helton up his name. Two. Yeah, right. Yeah, yep, but anyway, so, yeah, Helton gets in, right? Yep. And then I don't remember, I don't think Todd even got hurt. I think he was just struggling. And, and he said, he goes, thank God they got Peyton in there for him. <laughs> he goes, but we, we all knew what a talent Peyton was. It was just a matter of time before he was going to get in there. Well, yeah, because his dad was already, pet, you know, Archie Manning and pedigree. But that is a great. So, so not only is this guy a Hall of Fame baseball player, he can now be like, well, you know, my backup at college was Peyton Manning, which is phenomenal. <laughs> um, yeah, he had yeah, like. Pretty, when, when, well, I was, I was going to say well, when I was with the Rockies, too, but Todd had Peyton come out and take some BP with us a couple times on the field and stuff, too. So that was pretty cool. Now, was Peyton, could Peyton hit? He could swing it a little bit, you know, I mean, because Peyton's just a, he's just a great athlete, too, you know. I mean, you would, you would think a Hall of Fame, you know, all-pro quarterback like that could, could swing the bat a little bit. So he, he looked pretty good in the cages, for sure. Well, let me ask you this. I always feel like, and by the way, I, Ryan is here, and he's a big hockey guy. I always feel... The hardest sport to play, hitting a round ball with a round bat, coming 100 miles an hour is baseball. A lot of people say hockey because you're skating, but, you know, I see little kids skate. So anyway, what my question is, <laughs> all around, I, and, and I've read this or I saw it somewhere, that if you took athletes from the four professional sports, the baseball players are probably going to be able to play the four sports better than the other ones would be able to play the other ones. Is that is that accurate? I mean, I don't know. I, I would say that's pretty accurate too, Frank, you know, because – you know, like, obviously, I can always joke about this, you know, and stuff. And, and matter of fact, I just did Atlanta Braves fantasy camp, and that was one of my favorite lines. Whenever one of the guys we were coaching on our team, whenever a pitcher would make a good play, I'm like, come on, you know those pitchers are always the best athletes. But <laughs> but all joking, all joking aside, you know, all of us pitchers still think we could swing it, you know, when we got up there and stuff. But the fact is, you know, even when I was in college, Frank, and I went to the University of Minnesota, you know, I played with guys that were like all state hockey players that were from, you know, from the state of Minnesota. You know, I mean, when you see the Joe Maurer clip, you know, and stuff, whatever, he was all state in football, all state in basketball, you know, the stud catcher and, you know, and hitter and stuff, whatever. So it just seems like, that, yes, that if you can, if you can perfect the art of hitting a round ball with a round bat and you become that good at it, usually that does translate into, you know, a lot of other sports. You know, every once in a while, I, I play with a pitcher that, Okay, you know what? You see this guy, and you're like, this guy pretty much can probably just throw a baseball, and that's about it. He looks pretty unathletic. But for the most part, a lot of baseball players played other sports and were like all state football players, or like I said, where you know, if you come from Minnesota, they were a heck of hockey players, and then you know, a lot of good basketball players. You know, I, I almost went to the Air Force Academy to play basketball and baseball back in the day, you know, and stuff. So, you know, it does seem like yeah, when you if you overall when you, when you take all of us, I think we could probably you know, outmatch all the other guys in all the other go. sports. I, and I, I, the, I didn't the, know the you were almost Air Force. Wow. I didn't know you were almost Air Force. Sorry. Yep. 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 You know, I feel the need, the need for speed, <laughs> brother. <laughs> uh, we have the Todd. I love the phone call videos. If we have, could roll the Todd Helton getting the phone call. Did you see this? Yeah. These are the best. Yes. I, I love these. And by the way, he's wearing, uh, he's wearing, uh, so let's say we're going to, there it is. He's wearing purple. And uh, he played in thin air, but that's a thick sweater, if you know what I'm saying. But anyway, yeah. put on a few pounds, that's okay. So he gets the phone call, which I think is awesome, right? I think and that ringtone is awesome. The ri What was the ringtone? It was, it was like <laughs> a bell thing. Ringtone. Yeah, it was like a wild bells thing. And he gets the phone call. And I always like these calls because, you know, the family's there. Yes. Now, here's what but, I want to... I, I, like, I like when he answered... And he said, you, you got him. Yeah, you got him. Just, I'm like, can I speak with Todd Allen? You got him. Now, we used our South Point Advanced Diagnostics, also known as SPAD, S-P-A-D. Now, when he throws the phone here, when he throws the phone in the air, 
Our, our technicians have said that, that it went farther because uh, he plays in the thin air. See, look at that. Now that thin air. <laughs> you throw that phone in like Chicago or Pittsburgh, it, it barely reaches the chair. I don't know. That was a long drive. That was a long drive for that joke, wasn't it? That was a long drive. But yeah, that's always awesome that he can celebrate with his family like that. And then he was on MLB. Yeah, talking I like, about I like the, uh, the Scott Rowland one from a couple of years ago when he got walked in and got to tell his uh, his mom and dad that he finally made it. Oh, wow. You ever see that one? No, I don't know if I've seen the that, Scott yeah. Rowland one. Okay, I'll look that up. Yeah, I'm writing but, it down. I think my brother actually just sent me that one again this morning, you know, because that that's a classic one. I usually watch my, and the football ones are always great when that big scary guy, uh, Baker, uh, when he comes yeah. in, I want to thank you for everything you've done for football, everything you will do for football. And I want to welcome you yeah, to the Hall of yeah. Fame. I'm about to have a heart attack because I'm 16. The guy who played the hitman for Tony Soprano? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> he looks like he would be, if he was on The Sopranos, he'd be like, oh, that's great casting right there. But the best is hey, when that he- big pussy? Yeah, big, that's big pussy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm rewatching The Sopranos because it's its 25th anniversary since it debuted on HBO, 25th year. So each night oh, wow. I'll, I'll walk two or three. I watch two or three, and then I come, I open the fridge. I'm like, oh, where's the Gabagool? You know, like I get, I get upset. <laughs> I start walking around, go, oh, I start talking like Tony Soprano or Vinnie Malugo. <laughs> All right, so next up on the list, we have Joe Maurer. Joe Maurer, you mentioned him just a second ago. This guy, I mean, 2009 MVP, but three batting titles as a catcher. I want you to as get into a, yeah. I want you to get into a little bit how hard it is to win a batting title, but to do it as a catcher, he was a number one overall pick. And you look at his numbers and you go, oh, two thousand hits. Is that Hall of Fame? War is incredible. Batting three hundred six. But again, a catcher and at his position, his numbers are way up there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think Frank, you know, when you when you factor in certain positions in baseball, I think you know the defensive side of it has to come in has to come into play because and, and let's face it, the catcher is a whole another animal, man. And like you said, so you know if you can if you can have success just defensively alone and become a, an unbelievable Gold Glove catcher, you know then I think your numbers, even if they're somewhat average, I think you have a pretty decent chance of making it if you are like one of those just ridiculous you know twelve time Gold Glove type catchers. And then, but when you combine that with num with offensive numbers yeah. like him and you know like Pudge, Pudge Rodriguez, know, yep, yep. you know, you know John, Johnny Bench was probably you know he set he set the, the the goals for that you know being an offensive and defensive catcher probably in my opinion still the all time best um, yeah. you know but so I think you know for me it's catcher it's shortstop and then which will lead me to another guy that we definitely going to have to talk to who didn't get in but you know, I think center fielders too I think you have <laughs> there has to be. You know, and I think you know what I'm talking about. I know about, we'll get to but, that. Um, yeah, I know exactly who you're I know, talking about. I know. Yeah. We'll get to that. I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, so I'll just I'll just say that it's so if you just take uh, Mauer's offensive numbers and put him up against you know the 15, 20 Hall of Famers, you know I don't even know if he would be in the you know the top ten or eleven. You right. know, but but when you factor in the defense combined with it, then I think it's just a no brainer. Yeah. You hit, you you hit a three you know th uh, career three hundred six average, like you said, three Gold Gloves, five Silver Sluggers. I mean, three batting titles, yeah, like you that's said, that's, that's the most impressive stat of all. <laughs> and then having to strap the gear on after running around the bases and get behind the plate and get abused with, you know, that's just, uh, it's unbelievable. And like Buster Posey is another guy. Buster will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Yeah, because I think he's, you know, I mean, I don't know, but I would say if you put his numbers up, they're probably pretty comparable. To I Joe's. think they're pretty comparable, maybe even a little better in some ways. I don't know. I mean, maybe not the higher average, but but Buster was a stud, man, and he... God, he killed the yeah. Pirates. I hated him for that. <laughs> um, and one World Series. Uh, three World Series. And then we have the video of the phone call. This is the phone call from uh, for Joe Maurer. I haven't seen this one. Okay, here's Joe Maurer's phone call. Here we go. Can I speak with Joe Maurer, please? This is. Hi, Joe. This is uh, Jack O'Connor with the Baseball Writers Association. I think the last time I spoke with you was to notify you of your American MVP. <laughs> and I have a much bigger message for you. Wow, Jack, that's unbelievable. I don't even know what to say. I think he um, could have been uh, a little more pumped. Or he's probably in shock a little bit. And does he not yeah, have family uh, with him? I felt bad for yeah, Joe. I can't wait until uh, the summer and, <laughs> and uh, seeing you shortly. This is this is unbelievable news, and I'm just so thankful and grateful. He's just so mellow. He's like, I got to go. Uh, Uber Eats is at the door. Thanks for calling. All right, bye-bye. Uh, Joe Maurer, by the way, he's from Minnesota. I think the, the show Fargo, which is a great show, always takes place in Minnesota. They're doing... Uh, they're doing next season on you the, betcha. Yeah, you betcha. They're going to do a, a season on trying to find the mystery of where his excitement is for making the Hall of Fame. But anyway, <laughs> he has the same hairdo still. He has the same hair. It's the same hair. He always had it oh. tight. 
I was gonna say, dude, the same hairdo, and and I would venture to guess that you know I don't know Joe at all, you know, but I've always heard he's kind of real mild mannered like yeah. that and stuff. So I would venture to guess if you ask a bunch of his teammates, they'd probably say, "Yep, that's <laughs> pretty much Joe right there." Wraps him up. <laughs> but usually there's like family all in the background, and it's just oh him. Oh my god, it's dude. just him in a chair, just sitting there, like you know, he's watching. Like Can you, you know, <laughs> Frank, you know my family. Can you imagine, man, if I had you know been healthier and stay longer, my family's reaction? Yeah, that would have been nuts. <laughs> Dougie screaming, jumping up and down. Your dad would have been the best on that, man. Your dad was the best. Oh, my God. And I'm glad to hear your mom's doing okay. I know she had a, she had a little scare last week, but she's doing better. You said she's at home resting. That's good. Yes. Yeah, thanks, brother. Always love to hear that. You know that. All right. And then third and final yesterday announced into the Hall of Fame, and then we'll get to the guys uh, who maybe should have been. But anyway, uh, Adrian Beltre. No. You know, Beltre, I remember when he came up with the Dodgers. He came up when he was like 19 <laughs> years old. Had a lot of pressure yeah. on him. Started out. So, I mean, when you're 19, that, that's got to be impossible. But anyway... Look at those stats. Five gold gloves, probably one, two platinum gloves, which they give to the best fielder, right? Four silver sluggers. Now, this one's yeah. the most impressive. One of 12 players with 400 homers, 3,000 hits. Uh, that's, that's just amazing. And RBI, 1,700. And, the mo and this was something I didn't realize. The most hits by a third baseman are those hits, the most hits by a foreign-born player ever. Right, Clemente? Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. And then he retired as the all-time leader uh, in career hits and RBIs for third baseman, fifth major leaguer to have at least 100 home runs with three different teams. But yeah, for, he has the most hits of any foreign-born player, which was, uh, was news to me, but that guy was a stud. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I don't remember what he did against me. You know, I'm sure he <laughs> you got to look it up pretty quick. But, but I do remember why, when that kid came up, like you said, you know, I was like, holy crap, how old is this kid, you yeah. know? And so it, it reminds me of like a, like an Albert Pujols or somebody like that too. You know, you just knew right away this kid, Albert, you know, like he took it to another level the way he got off, you know? So, so, you know, like you said, I think Adrian struggled, had a little bit of struggles when he first came up. He's 19 years old, you know, and stuff, whatever. So, yeah. but, but you could see the potential in him right away, man. You know, I was like, good gosh, man, this kid's going to be a stud, you know, and stuff. So it didn't surprise me at all to see how his career ended up. And the fact that he was the first ballot hall of famer, like you said, those are, and one, one thing that I love about him that I can appreciate too, Frank, as you know, the, the way he loved the game yeah. and then he just enjoyed, you could tell this guy enjoyed every aspect of it and make sure that he had fun every time he was out in that field. Yeah. He la he laughed a lot on the field. And by the way, the thing you were never supposed to do was touch his head. He didn't like when people <laughs> would touch his head. And I think you can actually find a montage of players trying to tell Miguel Cabrera, who's another joker and another guy who's going to go first ballot hall of famer. He would touch his head when he'd be on base next to him yeah. and Beltre would want to like, just kill him. But anyway, Ryan found some stats here. Hold on. Yeah. Danny, I, I found uh -oh. your, uh, appearances against him so he went two for eight off of you um and you struck him out once he he did have a, a triple with one of those hits he had a triple off of you so you were there probably you, you, were, you were probably you were probably backing up third base right there going you son of a bitch Tri tripping like i was in that first video <laughs> <laughs> which and by the way it's anna dredge she goes oh she goes uh, i gotta get the denny nagel fumbling video ready <laughs> I can't control her. I can't control <laughs> in. <laughs> um, and then uh, before uh, Alex has a question, but one second about Beltre. Um, we have his video. Let's watch his video. Okay. And then we'll get into this. So let's see Beltre's video. Uh, another guy that was surrounded by family unlike Joe Maurer. So there you go. There's Adrian Beltre. By the way, I love they just always ask, can I speak to Adrian Beltre? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Hey, I didn't want to answer it. It's not a key. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a key. There it is again. Yes, sir. This is him. <laughs> Long pause. Weird. <laughs> Reading a script. Thank you so much. <laughs> so it's official. That's it. So the elation is not quite there because let's face it. He knew he was getting in. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you know, he didn't even answer the phone. He waited like three rings. Like, all right, I'll get it. All right. Alex, go ahead. Well, I, she has a question for Denny. I am curious. Who do you think should be in the Hall of Fame that isn't? That is not. All right. This is a loaded question. From, I'm sure. from, from, like, from like this ballot? Or yeah. Just I, I, how about from your era? Yeah. This ballot, this era, whatever. Well, I mean, so let's let's get to the, the obvious one for me right away. What I was alluding to earlier. Andrew Frank, Jones, you know, right? Andrew Jones, yeah. you know, because, again, I feel like the center field position, when you are that good defensively that way, I mean – you know, I had the extreme pleasure of having that guy <laughs> behind me for, you know, for almost three years. And I can't tell you, I think I told you this before, Frank, I can't tell you how many times that I literally would give up, you know, a hard shot to, the, you know, deep out in the outfield or a low line sinking liner 
that I'm like, those, that's, that's either double or triple or that's definitely a base hit. And I mean, that guy saved my butt so many times because I never saw somebody that could play so shallow of center field. Yeah. And still, he had the best first step I've ever seen on a center fielder because so, so that's why he could play so shallow. And he, and he was so good naturally reading the balls, Frank. I never, you know, the, the best first quick step, the best just reaction time, the best natural ability to just know where he needed to be for a ball. And so, I mean, you ask Maddox Glavin and Smoltz too, and they'll tell you the same thing. You know, we, we were so lucky because they had, we had Marquise Grissom before that, who was a perennial gold glover. And then so oh, you wow, think you can't right. get better than that. Yeah. And, and you think you can't get better than that. And along comes this, you know, 19 year old kid from Curacao. That's just, I mean, like I said, just on another level, man. So, you know, and, and so what was it? 10, 10 straight gold gloves or whatever the heck he won in center Something field. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Something because, like that. And again, every every night on SportsCenter highlights of Braves games, there was always at least one diving catch by Andrew Jones, one incredible play. And again, I only rooted for the Braves when you were on the mound. That's the only time I can ever root for Atlanta. It goes back to the Sid Bream thing. You understand. But anyway, uh, he he saved so many runs that, yeah, he I agree should be in the Hall of Fame. And then there's guys like Gary Sheffield, too. Like Sheffield. Well, yeah, I was going to be my next. Right. I figure over 500 home runs. When we were kids, that was automatic admittance to the Hall of Fame. But Sheffield was the most feared hitter. Hit a ball. I remember batting practice, going to see Sheffield before a game, and the ball off his bat made a sound that was just different. Yo, gosh, and then some, <laughs> you know. And, you know, I, I, said, I said this to my brother, I think, the other day, you know, and with all due respect for someone like, you know, Scott Rowland, who I love. I, I mean, Scotty Rowland was one of my favorite guys to play against because he played the game the right way, Frank. You know, he played it hard. You know, it played hurt, you know, whatever. And he put up some incredible numbers. He really did. He's he's a heck of a player. Um, but if if he gets into the Hall of Fame, then I'm sorry, but guys like Sheffield and Andrew and, and other guys like that, they have to be in. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent have to be in. If you're comparing, you know, that what what the, the problem that I have with the voting too is when you hear some of these voters say, Well, I didn't vote for this guy because you know, I had already voted for these three other guys, and I, I just didn't feel like I could vote for more than three this year or something. Yeah, that's I'm like, stupid. Whatever happened to just go vote for somebody because they deserve to be in, period. Yeah. On merit alone. I don't like when they, when they hear – and a matter of fact, I, I think you saw it probably too, Frank. The one thing that just cracked me up, I don't remember the guy's name, but it was a, it went viral a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about Sheffield and because he, he posted his ballot like on online on social media. And, and and people were ripping him because he didn't vote for Sheffield. And he's like, oh, here they come, you know, all the weekend warriors, the people that think they know everything, you know, whatever. I'll, you know, he's got a chance to get in again next year. And they're like, well, there you go. See, that proves it, that you don't know what you're talking about. Being a guy that has a vote for the Hall of Fame didn't even know that this was Sheffield's last year on the ballot. Yeah, uh, he's going to have to have the, the Veterans Committee get him in, which I think eventually he does he get will. in. Yeah, he will. He really deserves to be in. Uh, Beltran obviously is on that list uh, from yesterday. Hundred uh, percent. When it comes to the postseason, that guy was was magic in the postseason. And then you know you got a Rod Manny. We obviously know why they're not in right now. But Manny Ramirez, another guy, one of the best hitters I've ever seen play. I mean, you know, oh, without a doubt, you know, and that's obviously that opens up a whole other yeah. can of worms, whatever you want to call it. You know, between a Rod Manny, you know, Roger, Sammy, Rafael Palmero, you know, because. The problem is, is that when you don't let some of them in, but maybe some, you know, it's just like uh, that's that's a whole another issue that we have to talk about someday. But but uh, the other guy that was just on that list too, you know, to, to finish off your question, Alex, too, is that I, I wholeheartedly believe Billy Wagner belongs in there too. That guy was one of the most dominant closers of our time, and his numbers back it up. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what they are, but his career ERA and career saves. They're right up there with the guys, with the closers that are already in there. Now, I remember when I saw you, uh, we were, when we bumped into each other in the Bahamas years ago, John Franco was there. And John Franco is a guy that's completely forgotten in the history of baseball. Uh, when he retired, he was a lefty. Okay, he was a lefty. But that guy for the Mets and the Reds, when he retired, didn't he, he was like high up on the list of saves in general. And then lefties, he might have been up there like one or two as well. And a guy like that, he was dominant for a long stretch. I always just thought John Franco was a guy. That could be someone, and he's just forgotten. Yeah, without a doubt, Frank. And I think, I think probably one of the things that hurt Franco was because he was Italian. I know, you know you're I, racist against Italians. Yeah. <laughs> I know, Danny. I've been to parties with you. No, hey, anyway. but then, yeah, come on, come <laughs> go. <laughs> so, what hurt Franco? Uh, do you think? I I think because he wasn't flashy. He didn't throw hard for a closer. 
which still shouldn't matter. Like Trevor Hoffman yeah. invented himself. When, when Trevor first came up, he was a hard-throwing guy. But the last half of his career, it, it, it was all about to change him, you yeah. know? And Johnny Franco was, he was the screwball, like turned it over. So he, he wasn't dominant. He didn't have like the sexy numbers, you know? It wasn't like he ever went out there and had, you know, 39 out of 40 saves with a 1.7 ERA. But he was a model of consistency, yeah. you know? And I mean, you know, when you look at someone like even a Cal Ripken, who... You know, Cal had a couple of really big years, you know, where he won right. two. And, and that's my guy. I love Cal, you know. And, and uh, matter of fact, I'll tell you a quick funny story that I saw him at this autograph show on, on Sunday in New York. Okay. But, um, but, but Cal, you know, Cal won two MVPs. But if you look at his numbers overall, too, yes, he ended up with 500 home runs and everything, too. But Cal was a model of consistency, yeah. too. Obviously, the iron, the iron horse, you know, the Iron Man, yeah. and, and, and played all those consecutive games and stuff. But, you know, his, when you looked at his overall numbers, they were great because he played for a longevity and just put up, you know, real consistent numbers. Johnny Franco was the same way, really. Yeah. If you look at his numbers and stuff, but I think I think that's probably what hurts him is that you know he wasn't the like I said the the overpowering yeah, I just closer, remember, you know, I remember when you numbers. said that to me. I looked up his numbers. I was like, this guy, this guy's numbers are solid. Uh, Alex has a question for you before we hear the Cal Ripken story for sure. Can we look at yeah, some notable up. players for 2025 and get your thoughts? Yeah. So next year's yeah next year's bout. Good question, Alex. So we have a we have a graphic here. I think Ryan put together. These are four guys that are on the ballot, and I think two out of four are guaranteed. Yes. Yep. Hundred percent. Uh, with hundred percent, each year old CCRN. Yeah. I think the problem, you know, the problem, and this is what I was going to say about Helton earlier too, is Felix Hernandez. Kind of, well, actually, shoot, for that matter, Felix and Dustin fall into this this category. You know, I, I think the reason why I took Helton for so long too was not it wasn't just the Coors Field aspect, you know, whatever, and the inflated numbers offensively. Right. It was because unfortunately he dealt with you know a handful of injuries towards the tail end of his career, and I think that's the problem with Felix and Dustin too is that if those both of those guys were able to stay healthy throughout their career and stuff, then they would have had no brainer, no doubt, you know, no, Hall of Fame numbers. So I think that's the problem you're going to run running with those guys because otherwise they're they're to me they're both first ballot Hall of Famers. Felix Hernandez, man, when you look at him. When he, uh, if you take his those five or six, seven years, yeah. I mean, there was nobody more dominant in baseball. My gosh, his numbers were sick. And, and, and Pedroia, I mean, again, you know, talk about a hard nosed player that played the game the right way, brought championships to, you know, back to the city of Boston and was the leader of that team, you know, whatever, one of the captains of that squad. You know, that's that's something that the, the Hall of Fame voters, or, you know, excuse me, the Hall of Fame voters, you know, they obviously factor in. Yeah. So he's got all those intangibles. It's just, are the numbers good enough because he missed some years because of, you know, his injuries and stuff. Yeah. Before we get to that story, one more question, because you kind of alluded to it. They only got three guys in and then I believe one manager, but how do you feel about that number and why do they restrict themselves so much? Uh, you know, it's so funny, Alex. I don't know why these, these, these voters do that. It's like they get stuck in their head. Like it's too much. If we, if we exactly. have, you know, if I, if I turn into ballot, it's almost, I feel like they almost feel like they're discrediting them, themselves if they turn in a ballot that has like six names on the list or something. And I think that's stupid, you know, because it's, it's almost like, to me, it's almost like saying, you know, let's give these guys a test in high school, right. You know, whatever, a math test or something. And, Oh, oh shoot. You know, no, we can't let, you know, half the class or, or, or let's just say <laughs> 75% of the class get a 90 or above. So, you know, I, I can't give those grades like that. You know, it's just too good. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? I almost feel like it's the same kind of thing. If they, if they have the numbers and they're deserving, they sh you should mark them down as you know these. They got my vote. Well, you know what so, drives me. I think, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Denny. No, so I was going to say I, I think that's the probably the, that would be my guess is I feel like that they feel like they lose credibility if they turn in a ballot that has too many names on it. Yeah, and and the thing that drives me crazy is it, it happened recently a couple years ago when no one's elected when they go oh no one yes. made the cut so there's no fan there's no induction ceremony it's like come on it's ridiculous yeah. and that, and I read something this morning that. For up to 2000, uh, that era of baseball, up to 1999 players that play there, there was uh, only 1.5% have made the Hall of Fame. And this whole new generation isn't getting the respect like the older players did. And that they have to start, they, they got to start letting more players in. There are guys that need to be in. And it'll happen. Yeah, yeah. And Sabathia, yeah, Sabathia yeah. might be our last 300-game winner, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah it, it, you're never going to see that again what, because of the way Ryan, that the what game does, is played now. yeah what does verlander have verlander has 257 257 i don't think verlander is going to win 43 more games 
Not, not after the age of 40. No. I mean, unless unless he turns into the second coming of Nolan Ryan. Right. But, <laughs> or know, Jamie Moyer, I, I just maybe. don't see it. <laughs> Jamie. Yeah, yeah, All true. right, what's your Cal Ripken story? I want to hear that for sure. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of a two-parter. So I, I got invited for a couple a couple months ago to do this car show up in White Plains, New York. And uh, so, you know, it's it's fun, you know, to go do these things and stuff, whatever. And it says it's a cool auditorium. I had no idea, to be honest with you, Frank, how big the show was going to be. So the first hour, they bring you backstage, you know, whatever, and you're just signing all the private stuff for the for the guys that handle the show and stuff and put it on. And then they're like, all right, Denny, and then you're going to be out there 12 to 1, you know, out, you know, that's what we slotted you for. So for about my first 15 minutes, I had a decent steady of flow coming through my line and stuff. The people have to hand in their ticket, you know, to get the autograph. And then all of a sudden, boom, there was nothing. Crickets, right? You know, <laughs> nobody's in my line. And I'm going, but wait, what the heck? Why is everybody going over to this line? Everybody's clamoring and sprinting, knocking people over almost to get in this other line. And I asked the, the guy sitting next to me at the table, because you, you, each table you have one guy that kind of, you know, oversees everything and right. takes the tickets and stuff. He goes, oh, sorry, Mr. Nagel. He's Cal Ripken just started his signing on stage right behind. <laughs> I'm like, well, geez, no wonder. You know, my God, you put me on, you know, in the same time slot as Cal Ripken. Of course <laughs> I'm not going to get anybody. I, I, I would want my his autograph 10 times over mine now also. And so... So anyways, and as soon as I get done, you know, Cal's still signing. And I look at the guy's work in the event. I said, hey, I got to go and say hi to Cal. Oh, yeah, yeah, Denny, come on up. So I snuck up behind him and he didn't see me, you know, and, and he was at his table and I was right behind him. And this fan asked him a question about something his last game he ever played. I waited, waited for him to answer. And then I was right behind in his ear and I go, hey, Mr. Ripken, why don't you tell him about that time that Nagel guy made you look sick on that changeup? You know? <laughs> then he turns he, around he turns slowly. Around and starts laughing. Yeah, he turns around and starts laughing. He goes, oh, geez. He goes, well, that wasn't too hard. A lot of people made me look silly back in the day, Danny. <laughs> now, is it true the first in line to get his autograph was Kevin Costner? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, Denny, you're the man. Uh, it sounds like you got a little, little cold going like everyone here too. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that I don't have COVID. I might just, my, my niece has told, texted me today saying she just tested positive. So, and I was hanging around her this past weekend. So was it, Brit was bad. it Brittany or who, which, which niece? Yep. I love her. Brittany. I love her. Love her. She's the best. Um, all right, Denny. And just quickly, who's your Super Bowl prediction since it's right down the street here in Las Vegas? Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm going with San Francisco this year. Oh, damn it. They'll tie the Steelers Dude, with I six just, rings, I, though. Mm, that's all right. No, that's, that's all right. right. That's, that's all right. right. The Patriots are already there. Uh, Ryan, any closing <laughs> thoughts for Mr. Nagel? I just wanted to mention that he was right on the, the Todd Helton stat. He So 15 oh. players all time have had 100 extra base hits in a season. Lou Gehrig, Chuck Klein, and Todd Helton are the only ones to do it in two seasons. Wow. And Todd Helton's the only one to do it in consecutive seasons. Wow. What a stat. Yeah, that I mean that's pretty incredible, man. When you, when, I mean, when you're in, when you're the only person to do something ever in the Major League Baseball, that that in itself, I think, puts you in the Hall of Fame. Well, you're the only uh, Denny with eight career Grand Slams, so I mean, that's you kind of have your own thing there, or uh, given up that's eight right. career Grand Slams. Sorry, and hit two. Hey, hit, hey, I forget this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, pitchers can hit too. I got two Grand Slams. Two buddy. pitchers who rake. Uh, would you like to say? Would you like to sing or say anything to our birthday girl? <laughs> Oh, I would sing for you, Alex, but I, I don't think you want to hear me sing. Yeah, right now you sound like Tom Waits right now. Uh, <laughs> all right, we're going to wrap it up with you, Denny. I appreciate you coming in and giving us some baseball talk. And the rumor has it that we're going to have you out here during spring training in studio again. But that that's that sounds like a pretty good rumor to me. All right, and I'll have the uh, the Coronado Cafe grilled cheese, the short rib grilled cheese, ready for you. Have that ready for me, and then I'll sing to you then, Alex. Okay, okay. there you go. I love it. All right, Denny, thank you very much for being on the show. You're the man. Feel better. Give your mom and all your family my love. And we're going to take a two-minute break. We're going to come back, talk to the birthday girl, and she's got some picks for you. Thank you, Denny. Thank, Thank you. Denny. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the Poker Room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. Bingo! And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, 
and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Alex White, I'm gonna sing for you. Happy birthday, Mrs. White. Happy birthday, Mrs. White. Happy birthday, Mrs. White. Happy birthday to you. You can't unsee or unhear that. Happy birthday, Alex. How about that? Good thing I didn't have Denny sing. I didn't realize. <laughs> and uh, so who, who is that guy? That is Gary. That is my boss over at Las Vegas Ballpark, which is... But Gary Artlitz, thank you. He is the best. And he actually really helped me because he gave me my first gig over at Las, um, Cashman Field with yeah. the 51s and then took me with him when they opened up the new stadium. So thank you very much, Gary. I appreciate that. That, that was, was a fantastic. sweet little message there. Yeah, that was very nice. Uh, yeah, and again, it's Alex's birthday. Um, and speaking of, we, got, we have one celebrity birthday we want to mention that's kind of sports connected. Uh, Mr. Neil Diamond. I mean, he is an icon uh, this guy's written songs that you didn't even know he wrote. Red, Red Wine, by the way. He wrote that. UB40 had a big hit with it. But anyway, of course, everyone knows yep. Neil Diamond. Who I think, is he 83 today? He was born in 41. He's 83. Yeah, he's 83 years old. So happy birthday to Neil Diamond. Of course, Sweet Caroline has become, like, every stadium plays that song. Absolutely. Yes. Best baseball song. It's the best sing-along. Uh, and, of course, Boston, after they had the, uh, the bombing at the Boston Marathon, he came and surprised Boston and sang it. I think it was opening day at Fenway, and the fans went nuts. So uh, I just got a little chills thinking about it. But anyway, uh, I'll sing you a little bit. Here's my Neil Diamond Brand. Sweet Caroline. Go, Knights, go. Good times never felt so good. So good. So good. Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, good. happy birthday, Neil Diamond. That song, uh, but that used to be just a Boston thing, but it's, go, Knights, oh, Ryan's go. still going. Go, oh, Ryan, sing that. Now sing That's Life by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> Uh, it's played everywhere. <laughs> Penn State, everyone does that song. The, you're saying the Knights do it. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. do they do? Well, instead of bomb, 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 they go, go Knights, go. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. You guys just want to rub that in a little more since I have to dress as a Dalmatian on yes. show 101. <laughs> yes. Damn it. All right. So anyway, Alex is here. It's the back half of the show. Happy birthday, Alex. So uh, we want to talk a few games, a few numbers. And, uh, oh, we also have prop bets. I just want to point out that here at the South Point, the prop sheets are out. Uh, I don't know what I did with mine, but they're somewhere. Anyway, she's got one. <laughs> I had one, didn't I? I, I oh, I wrote a note on it. I wrote a note. Oh, you did, yes. And passed you a note in class. Um, there's a lot. This this one where you can Detroit wins by 19 to 24 points, 40 to 1. So I have to tell you something about these props that's really cool that they do here at the South Point because uh, Matt and I were talking about it on Monday. Benny came in, you know, broke it down for us. And then Chris had wrote on, wrote on our group chat and said, make sure people know this. So. Oh. This is important. So if you want to bet on a spread or a total from a possible championship matchup down here. So let's say you think the Niners and the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. The Niners are minus one right now. Okay. So if you think that's a great number and they're going to move up and be like a three-point favorite right. over the Ravens, you can lock it in now. If one of those teams doesn't make it, you get refunded. You get your money back. Yes. How often does that happen? That's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Especially um, now with these other books outside of Nevada that – let you lock in these early props and yeah. stuff. And they're like, if that player's not in the Super Bowl, right. it doesn't matter. Your bet's still eligible. Stealing so keeping the money. money. Yes. Yeah. I think if you can see, if you find value and you like a certain matchup and you think, like even Kansas, okay, let's say Kansas City wins. Yeah, I'm looking at that one now, right. And they're three points over the Lions. And if the Lions find a way to get lucky again, sorry, Frank, <laughs> if they do. My future bet. I think that might be a good one, taking the Chiefs minus three right now. Over the I, I know, but then they're plus three. The Chiefs are plus three against the Niners. And again, do you ever bet against Patrick Mahomes in the postseason against Brock Purdy? I don't know. San Francisco's obviously loaded, but that's the one that uh, jumped two out to weeks me. That, 
Okay, my whole <laughs> script changes if the Chiefs win this weekend and they have two weeks to prepare. Right. Then I'm I'm nervous for for the other side. Right. Exactly. I mean, Andy Reid knows how to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think? Any take on that? Do you're looking at those lines? Have you looked at these at all? Uh, yeah, I, have, I haven't. I He's haven't just mad it. that the Bears aren't in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, the Lions. The Lions would be four and a half point underdogs against the Ravens. That seems low, doesn't it? Yeah. That seems a little low. That seems low. But anyway, uh, Alice, as Alex pointed out, and thank you again, Alex, you can make these bets. If that matchup doesn't happen, you get your money back. That's an unbelievable deal here at the South Point. Right. You can lock it in now if you think that's the best line. So Ryan and I were talking because I'm not here Fridays anymore. I know. But we were thinking it might be a, I mean, it's kind of cheap and easy way out. But we can tease the Chiefs up to 10. Yeah. And we can tease um, the Niners down to one. And that could be our... Or Farley Parley. What would the Lions get? The Lions would get 13 then? Or, oh, or? oh, that's right. You like the Lions. Yeah, but if there's up, a though. possibility of anything, it's probably the Niners eking out a victory is what you're thinking, right? Detroit keeps it close, but maybe not with it. Okay, I would do that. I'm in. Unless, yeah, unless you like the 13. Yeah, I mean, if you want to tease both up, I don't I don't. I don't see it. Detroit getting blown out like that. Well, I don't yeah. know. What do you guys want to do? Are we discussing this on air? Yeah, we are right now. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Ryan? Yeah, the, the Lions are your, your I team. I have right a futures now. bet on the Lions to win. So yeah, and I like the okay, Lions. Okay, we're I, teasing them up. Teasing okay. the Lions up. Oh God, Ryan's. You know, you know, this is what he does. And I know you. We have a group chat, and then if my pick is wrong, Ryan just sends <laughs> one of those little red X emojis. <laughs> he doesn't say like, "Oh man, you were so close." Just. <laughs> yes, I don't does. do that to you, Alex. And he's like, "It's because I never lose." I lost yesterday. <laughs> yesterday was a pretty bad day. Well, let's talk about today. Let's talk about Alex and picks that she has for today. Let's see what she's got. Okay, so for today, college basketball, I like Washington plus three, and they're playing against Colorado. Utah plus three. And they're at home. So Colorado has struggled on the road two and five straight up and one and six against the spread. So I like getting the three points here with this home team. Washington's pretty solid as well. They're coming off a loss. They shouldn't have not have lost to Stanford. So I think this is a great spot for them. They are seven and two straight up at home and four and five ATS. So great spot for Washington. That's my college basketball play of the day. All right, Washington. I like that one. Last night I was on. Oh, I was on the Houston over Houston versus. uh, Last night. Yeah. Who was that? BYU. BYU. It was BYU. Right. Who you like the few now and and who won the game? I don't even know. I just looked at Houston Houston won. Houston won, which they were number two for a while there. But BYU is still a good team. The over was yeah. supposed to be, I got this hot tip and I bet it. I went 40 bucks last night. I just want to say, can I, can I say that on the air? <laughs> I don't want people mugging me on the way out going, this guy's cashing in a $40 ticket. Frankie Overs. What? You know what it was? Frankie Overs. There you go. I took the over. Do you know what number you got? It was 135 and a half is what I got. Okay. And it flew over uh, 143. I think it was about 10 points. Eight, yeah. eight, I think eight points over. <laughs> yep. But I kept checking the updates and I went, well, there you go. I'm going to cash in an over bet. Frankie Overs, for yep. God's sakes. My God. Oh, Very and good. I meant to put a, a coupon in. I forgot. It didn't print out uh, a, a coupon, coupon for one free right? over bet that I would give you for your birthday. Very nice. I'm going to give her a little coupon, but when I went to go print it out, they only had the script. And I went, I had a little coupon and it, it didn't work out. But anyway, I'll just, I'll just give you my word for that. I thought maybe I was getting a free buffet. I can hook that up. Hey, 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 all right. Uh, Alex, anything else on the games that you're looking at? So I like hockey. I really like uh, Boston tonight. Cheap price. They are playing Carolina, but. Boston is at home. Bruins are minus 135 here. I think I saw 129. Shop around. Make sure you get the best number. But Olmark is in net for Boston, 14 and 7 this season, 7 and 3 at home. And then on the flip side, no Anderson for the Canes, and that's their number one goalie. So um, we'll have Ratna in there. How do you say it, Ryan? You know? Ryan, you're the foreign Ronta. pronunciation guy, He is. He does really well. Okay. He is just one in five on the road this year. Bruins are playing very good. So. Oh, my God. I'm just looking for the first time. The Sharks beat the Rangers last night? Yes, that Were was one of the games it? that pushed the salami over. Yes, I it said it was, plus Sorry, fi- it was like plus 350 or something ridiculous. Well, they were down 2 nothing. Are you kidding me? They were down 2 nothing going into the third period. I yes. saw one nothing. I think I saw one nothing. right? And I'm like, I was mad. I was like, oh, okay, good. I looked at that and I said, I never, ever take the huge underdog in hockey. I said, why not throw a little something on this? And hey, San Jose's got to win eventually. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They won. They were down 2 nothing going into the third, sent the game into overtime, and their overtime goal was really pretty. It was a tic-tac-toe, like a screen on the opposite side, open net. It was, it was a really nice The Rangers were minus 360, and I said, I should just for fun throw a little something on the side there. 
and I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't you do it. You got to trust your instincts. I, I know, think that I was two in a row for the Sharks, wasn't it? I'm checking right now. Damn it. Someone mentioned it yesterday. They, they said sprinkle. Colucci. It was Kaluch. It was Kaluch, yeah. Yeah, Kaluch went 3-0 on his hockey picks yesterday. Did he, had, he really? Yeah, he had Ottawa against Montreal. He had Vegas against uh, the Islanders. And then, yeah, sprinkle a little bit on the Sharks against the Rangers. Kaluch did very nice yesterday. Sharks and Rangers under was the play, says uh, TG. Uh, laugh out my, Okay, what else do we have here? Bring in the heat. Bring in oh, yeah, did the heat today, any? Joey B says uh, about B-Town Dummy. What did B-Town Dummy say about me? <laughs> Talking about elevation, I think Frank does perform better in Las Vegas th than at sea level. He also had a, how fast did Frank pitch in his one year of high school ball? <laughs> I, set the, I, I set the number at 56. 56 is the over-under? Wow, B-Town Dummy. And, you know, Alex picked your team tonight, You dub She likes your, your Huskies tonight. He also had another one, too. Oh, really? oh, he's really, he's got jokes tonight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the B-Town Dummy got jokes? What was his other joke? In the four sports, Frank would be a holder in football, a catcher in baseball, uh, as in life, um, and then <laughs> <laughs> the water boy in basketball and the puck in hockey. Wow. And this is a good friend of mine. This yeah, he is was, my boy, Christian. He was firing. And Christian, uh, who hasn't worked in eight months. But anyway, um, that son of a I'll tell you what. I, this, I uh, fine. As long as it's all fine and it's about me. Never about you, Alex, or Ryan, our birthday girl. Uh, speaking of birthday, we have anything else? Or what else is going on? Stand by. Oh, wait, stand by. We have a video, another video for Ryan, or for Alex. It's not my birthday. Alex, hey, it's, it's Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I realize I have to introduce myself to you because... Well, we never see each other when it's not baseball season, and I know you forget about me like that. I don't blame you. You should. Everyone should. Hey, I understand it is your birthday, uh, and for the last uh, couple of years, I've been trying to uh, give you a birthday present. I've been meaning to take you out to uh, your favorite restaurants for dinner, maybe even buy you a show, and uh, the restraining order tells me that I'm <laughs> not allowed to do that. So... I thought the next best thing would be to just wish you a happy birthday uh, via video, since you seem to have blocked. <laughs> I can't text anymore. Uh, and so I approached uh, Ann and, and other folks at your show to see if there may be a way I can send you a video. Uh, okay, all honesty, I was actually trying to find out if I could ever be on your channel again and as it happens uh the only way i'm allowed to be on your channel is through uh bribery because uh, my first segment didn't do well so he did, anyway, he did great uh, he did great i don't know uh, what to get you except for the fact that i realize you are an avid cigar smoker a lot of people don't know what? this if you go to alex's page she is always talking about cigars uh, and she's got tons and tons of uh, great, great product and cigars in her home. Uh, many of you don't know this because it's clearly not true. And so uh, <laughs> what I'd like to do, aside from offering photographic evidence that Alex is an avid cigar smoker, uh, we'll probably put some pictures up any second now. Uh, as you're looking at those, I want you to realize uh, I work at a cigar lounge because uh, I hate cigars. I never smoke them. I, I never touch them. Everyone yeah, knows right. I don't touch these things uh but so what i got uh, uh you uh for your birthday alex i got you uh, oh. your favorite a mango flavored cigar uh which will go with all of your tequila drinks because <laughs> i know you like tequila uh and i know tequila. it's your favorite and uh failing that uh in case you don't like it which I, I know you don't um i understand that there may be something else being delivered to you at the studio whether there is or not understand i tried and uh, since I don't have any money, I probably couldn't afford the delivery guy. But I think they're going to give you a present right there on air. So all of your fans, both of them, can go ahead and say, Alex, everybody wants to wish you a happy birthday. Uh, and uh, all joking aside, I love you. The fact that I have been working with you all these years and you still talk to me means the world to me. So I sincerely hope uh, everything is going well on your channel. I can't wait for the season to start. And I sincerely hope you have a great, what is it, your 21st birthday? Yes, a great 21st birthday. And uh, I'll see you on the field, Alex. Oh, my gosh. Yay. Andy Martello, who Andy's clip was huge on this show when he was on. He told that yes. great story. Michael and he got story. he sent some flowers over. That is so sweet. You guys really outdid yourself. Yeah, All these well, clips. You know.
Everybody's spoiling me. I love it. Happens Thank you so much. Year. Thank you, Andy. That was very sincere and made us laugh a lot. Yeah, that yeah, was hysterical, <laughs> Andy. And Andy, uh, he's he's the one who loves the cigars. And uh, there you go. So there you go. We're not. Oh my God, we're gonna go overtime in 14 seconds. So uh -oh. I don't wrap it up. Well, if you want to go back and watch Andy Martello's episode, it's episode 23. <laughs> episode. Oh, very, very good. good. Michael Jordan. Andy episode. Martello was on episode 23. If we're gonna go overtime, minus six thousand. Do I have to pay it out? Uh, anyway, happy birthday, Alex. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh,